We see Captain James T. Crowley walking quickly through the sand of a distant beach. In his right hand is the leather-collar scruff of his son, Germ Crowley, whom he is pulling along the way. He tries to push Germ in front of him, but Germ's size advantage prevents too much of this. Captain Crowley stands a half-foot shorter than Germ. Enough! Enough! Do you think I won't discipline you like the rest of the crew? I figure you would. You knock two of Georgie's teeth out. I can't help it if his face spontaneously loses its parts. You punched him. Hearsay. I walked in and saw you. A moment passes. Crashing waves and the sound of a lone gull fill the air. It's warm, and there's enough salt in the air to sting the eyes. Now what could he have possibly said or done to cause this? I don't want to talk about it. Fine. Then we'll march back and it'll be 50 lashes for you for starting a fight. I can't believe you, of all people, would punish fighting. I punish my crew for fighting. That makes no... Captain Crowley pulls his pistol from its holster and places it next to Germ's temple. Germ barely, but noticeably, flinches. Why aren't you stopping me? What? Did Georgie pull his weapon on you? No. Captain Crowley cocks the pistol. He insulted me. So it wasn't as bad as a gun to your head? No, but this is different. How? You're the captain. So? You're the captain. Georgie outranks you too. Why didn't you just take the insult like you're taking this gun to your head? Another moment passes. Germ snaps the gun away from his temple as quickly as possible. Captain Crowley pulls the trigger, now pointed at the ocean. Nothing. An insult is nothing but an empty pistol. It controls you if you let it. The person holding the pistol matters. Why? Why does that matter? Because. If the king insults you to your face, what would you do? Germ scoffs in the perceived ridiculousness of the question. I'm serious. What would you do if Rodolfo IV, in all his resplendent glory, praised be his name, calls you a green-backed wank to your face? Huh? I would take it. But Georgie is no king. Well, that's for damn sure. I first found him passed out in pig shit on Arcalia. It doesn't change the fact that you struck a superior. And now that I think about it, that would actually be 100 lashes. So do it. I've had worse. Not until you understand the point. I brought you on this crew because I thought you needed it. If you don't want any of this... Why did you drag me out here? I'm going to get more help from the rest of the crew for this special treatment than in any amount of lashes. Captain Crowley slowly smiles. Germ gets it. Ah. My methods aren't always... Give me the lashes, too. What? Do both. I knocked out a crew member. <laughs> With one hit. Do both. All right. Good. You know, I'm going to need that kind of fighting soon. Consider this also your successful audition for lead raiding crew. <laughs> I'll tell my crewmates the good news. <laughs> Very well. Want your preferential humiliation to be even worse? Why not? Captain Crowley draws his saber, flips it around, holding the blade, and hands the hilt to Germ. Germ just looks at it. Not yet. Captain Crowley and Germ stand in silence. The sound of the waves and gulls take over again. After a few moments, Germ grabs the blade, 
Blood begins to lightly stream down his wrist and drips onto the sand. He pushes the blade back toward Captain Crowley. Not yet. Captain Crowley finally nods and flips the saber back into its scabbard. Stats. After washing up on shore in Rishadan, the bad humanoids search for answers. A lone lookout takes them to Captain Crowley. They learn the fate of the town. However, one question still remains. So what is the fate of Dash Millennial? As we join our heroes, Captain Crowley is about to fill in Nathaniel. They're about to have a very interesting conversation. avoiding this very serious conversation that's about to happen oh nuts um so crowley has requested that uh everybody but nate leave the room Mm -hmm. um and everybody has everybody has done that um i like how there's like there's like a dozen people in this room yeah yeah and he's like everyone else get out and And it takes a minute it takes a couple minutes oops sorry sorry sorry. i'll just go out the window Let me give you a, a rundown of this like room. It's in this. It, it's like the front frontest part of an inn. So um, there's a there's like a you know a concierge table. Uh, there are shelves with like books behind it. Um, but you notice that like you know there are tables in there like uh, s- sitting arrangements things like that. But you know the windows are all boarded up. Um, a lot of the furniture has been either like broken down into parts uh Hmm. and or some of it is like jutting up against the window and places like that shelves have been pulled to put in front of the windows and things like that so this was clearly like a barricaded 
right. room during the siege mm-hmm. of Rishadden. And, but there's still a fully functional globe bar. Uh, and Crowley will walk over to the globe bar, uh, open up the, the top hemisphere of it, uh, and will pull out a, a clear bottle of something and grab two glasses um, and lay them on the bar. <laughs> Clink. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Foley Artist. Uh, so he'll pour... Uh, one glass half full and kind of like slide it towards you. He'll be on the opposite side of the bar um, and he'll pour himself an equal amount and Let me catch yeah. offer up offer up a offer up a cheers to you. Captain. Clink. Uh, he'll say Nathaniel. <clears throat> so. So. You made it out alive. It's fantastic. Yes. As did you. <laughs> I feel like your travails were a bit more harrowing than ours. There's no need to compare. It's not a contest. Say. So. Even though I won. <laughs> hmm? What? 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 <laughs> Even are keeping tally. How many how many gods did you finish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, NBD. Uh, he'll, say, he'll say, well, tell me about it. Oh, gosh, what's to tell you? If you've seen one battle with a demigod, you've seen them all. So, so it's true. You... You did face Shardok. In some form, yes. I wouldn't say we faced him, we escaped him. Oh, so he... He was, uh... Gosh. You know how, like, when a castle falls on top of a demon? You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> say, I don't. When, <laughs> I don't, but... When a basilica crafted by a madman's dream <laughs> falls in on itself... And- Traps a demon lord. Yeah, you, you know that old chestnut. Yeah. It's Tuesdays, basically. Yeah. yeah, back on Ignacio, we call that a 1042. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We got 50 of those a day of police brutality. Uh, he'll say, uh, he'll say, I'm, I'm afraid I don't, but I can imagine. I'm using a lot of hand gestures. Yeah. <laughs> to like show it collapsing. In do, you have a white, do you have a whiteboard uh-huh. or something? Do you have some mashed potatoes? We are in this dimension. <laughs> do you yeah. have some mashed potatoes? I I'm going to build this. the devil's tower. Yeah. He'll say, uh, he'll say, you were, you were gone for weeks. Well, we honestly did not know how long we were gone. Sometimes it felt like minutes, sometimes it felt like years. Hmm. It was, uh, it was a challenge, but... I wish we could have been in more in contact, but things here were not that easy either. Oh. And of course, uh, it seems as though our communication devices didn't quite transcend trans-dimensional... Who's well, it, what's its? We don't have the S model. That's why. He'll <laughs> say, "Blokes like us just leave that stuff up to the wizards." Yeah, right. Yes, you'll forgive me if I'm being forward, but what what has been going on? He'll say, he'll like avoid eye contact with you and like look back at the bar, uh, at the globe bar, and he'll say, "I don't care for this. I'm going to try something else." And he'll like pour his out. He's had a few sips, but pour his out on the ground and just go and grab another bottle. And he'll say, <clears throat> "The king has been mobilizing." You know, and he'll he'll just like start like searching through the the bottles. Right. He'll say, "We've already faced one initial wave. Um, the locals were very easily swayed into joining our cause." Um, but many of them perished in that first wave. Yes, we saw the 
carnage on the shore. Precisely. More are coming, and Rishadan will probably not stand. We're going to need to leave. Go where? Safe. I don't know. We hadn't thought that far ahead, and we thought it best to wait until everyone was back to forge new plans. But say Again, forgive me <clears throat> for being forward, but why could this discussion not take place with Nero and Germ here? But say We'll talk about all that with them. Okay, good. So He said, I just... You and I haven't really had a chance to talk before. I've, of course, known Jim for years, and I had plenty of time to discuss issues with the young Mr. Gamwich sure. during our semester at sea. <laughs> so, but you and I haven't talked. And seeing as how we've been in this together for quite some time, I thought it best to reach out. Well, thank you for the invitation. Course. I'll say, ah, here we are. And it's uh, he's got like a brown liquor, like a rum, <coughs> like a, you know, like a dirty okay. rum. Okay. He tastes it. Mm, that's more to my liking. I look at you and say, Do you not like yours? Would you care for some of this? I'll look at my glass, finish it, yeah, set it down. Okay. I'll take that as a yes. He'll walk back and pour, pour you a few knuckles. As he's doing that, I'll, I guess his back is to me. I'll mm -hmm. just. Call it to him. Where do I get the feeling you're delaying something? There's yeah. something you're not telling me. His back is to you, and he'll like hold up the bottle and he'll say, This is a great vintage. Say, Arcalian. Mm. Sub the subtropics make it possible for certain, certain crops to grow. Mm hmm more fervently last longer longer seasons really able to pack in the flavor <laughs> you know return the bottle to the globe close it fine he'll take a I'll swig. do it what happened to Dash he'll just like rest his hand on the globe and then turn around say you know in my experience, when removing a bandage, a wound, from a wound, oftentimes the initial pain of ripping it off is a lot better than slowly trying to peel it away. From what I understand, you've already been dealt uh, some significant emotional wounds. I yeah. don't wish to further those, but at the same time, as nominated leader of this outfit, it's of course my duty to inform you. Thank you. And... The rest of you, but I figured you first. Thank you. So. Dash was killed in the conflict. We have her body here. And we were waiting until others return so that we can figure out the proper course of action. then we're not sure what if any final wishes she had were because the attack was sudden I can describe it to you if you wish but I can also respect your space if you also it's not necessary 
So I imagine since she was operating under your command, she had a she had a cabin of her own. She did. I'd like to see it if I could, please. Unfortunately, though, since we dredged you out from the Christopher's Cross, so everything on the ship was lost. But she did have some. She did have a space here on land. I can show it to you. Thank you, and thank you for being forthright. Of course. <coughs> this is the worst part of my job. Yes, but you. You ripped off that bandage rather well, Captain. I commend you. I have no doubt you're going to hear how she fell at some point in this talk and this. Fine. You're, you're right. I say, I'll offer it one, more, one last time to hear it from me. Better you than rumors and gossip. She was struck by a spell. <coughs> one of the governor's death wardens and you remember those from the night of Voskin Yar yep. the, they're dressed like executioners right but they you know have like crazy command of like lightning and electric and shock magic right like electricity based magic and um, she was engaged in a tete-a-tete with one and he was able to get in a underhanded blow it took her by surprise and unfortunately was enough and he'll like lean close to you and he'll say everyone else here thinks that that death warden is dead but only Gungnir and I know and now you and this is why I wished to give it to you and you own me a kind of maritime law a kind of vengeance that we only strike on the sea and we never do on land we have him alive in the dungeon space and he'll like reach into his pocket and pull out a key and like it'll clack on the table and he'll slide it across to you and he'll say, there's an abandoned coffers in town. Once you enter, go to the left, and then around a corner, there's a cellar door, and it seems locked. He'll point to the key, and he'll say, this will unlock it. Once you go down, he's down there. We're keeping him alive. If you want... You can end his life, and you never have to worry about it again. But if you want some kind of outfit for your rage, we understand, and no one will ever know. And he'll, like, take his hand off the key. I'll, like, palm it. Mm -hmm. Put it in my uh, rucksack, I guess. <coughs> he'll nod and, like, you I'll know, lift up his glass. <coughs> to... Is millennial. To all those who fell. The best number one I've ever had. Clink. I'll say I've got some <coughs> navigational tasks to it tasks to attend to. By all means. 
as he's like walking out. We don't know what she wished in her final moments, fortunately, but we do know one thing. She loved you, Nathaniel. Thank you. Who can I see about it? Personal effects. I'll say. <coughs> Gungnir has them. I can send him to find you in a little bit if you wish. Thank you. He'll nod and leave the room. Are there any chairs, like any seats? Mm -hmm. I'll just, I imagine they're like around the table or something. I'll just yeah. sit at the table with my drink. Yeah. Quietly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just contemplative. <clears throat> You're sitting there for a few moments. And from behind you, back towards the door where everyone left, you just hear a shame. Kind of droop my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Shame indeed. That's all you hear. Turn around. No one's there. <laughs> spoopy. Two spoopy. I forgot. <laughs> three, three spoopy five me. <laughs> I will, uh, just. No, I won't really. Do... Sorry. Terrible. Just, I was going to pop open the door and be like, Gosh, she's dead. You can come back. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, um, so a lot of the other people in the room sort of like started dispersing outside in the town you know with everything on fire and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh germ nero what did you guys want to do we'll start from basically from the door closing okay um is there any like do you need like help <laughs> there's still like yeah people <laughs> are like, like people are like scrambling back to tasks of like you know reinforcing structures um dowsing fires um you know, like moving supplies from one location to another. Um, you guys can see towards the the front of towards the like head of the town that there is like a pretty wicked, pretty wicked barricade mm -hmm. that's been constructed out of like furniture and you know just all man carts. You know, like pieces of building that were destroyed in some kind of like cannon fire. You know, yeah. uh, otherwise, and like um, there are a few dozen townsfolk and, you know, crew members of the ships that are like, they're reinforcing the barricade and you, you hear like, you know, hammers, nailing saws, things like that, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of going. And uh, you, you, like I said, you see a bunch of people getting buckets of water from the well and the ocean, like coming back and trying to douse off mm -hmm. some pieces of, of the town that are on fire and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a bunch of hustle. Yeah, I guess I'll go to the nearest fire and start putting magic water on it. Nice with the uh, drench. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, Germ, Nero does that. What would you like to do? Uh, Germ will kind of stop the nearest, like, person who looks like they know their way around. The nearest like soldier-looking person for sure. And I'll I'll just say like, is there an armory? Uh, this will be a, yeah, this will be like a, a town guard, uh, sort of character. And he'll say, 
he'll say, oh, um, yes, sir, makeshift one. He says, and he'll like point down this alley way. He'll say, uh, uh, three buildings down, uh, and then one to the left. Okay. Just because Germ left all of his gear on the bottom of the ocean, so. Right. Got a re-outfit. Yeah. All I got is a shitty dagger. <laughs> are we are we scheming That's... about buying an armory again? <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you yeah, trying yeah. to open up Germ's crazy arms, Rishiden? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Germ, Germ, Germ stops the the soldier in while he's while he's talking and says, "No, no, no, no. no. Is there an armory for sale?" <laughs> <laughs> He'll say, uh, "Only trading for ships." <laughs> I buy. I don't rent. Damn. <laughs> what about if for only? Lease? I don't shop at stores. I shop for stores. 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 <laughs> Germ, Germ's, Germ's like thinking to himself, like, all right, so if I can get a store, I'll trade the store to Billings for the Drake side. Then I'll trade the, the Drake, Drake side for, for another, another store. store. Okay. Four stores okay. and seven germs <laughs> yes. ago. Yeah, no, it's yeah a Germ, Germ's looking to just get get prepared. All right, uh, Nero slash Germ, do you guys say anything to each other before you kind of split paths here? Say spring. <laughs> say spring break uh, and then germ will say hags and, uh, <laughs> bars I'll just, swag i'll throw you the hang town <laughs> i'll say i'll just say i'm i'm gonna go get some gear and i'll i'll meet you at the the biggest remaining fire yeah in a, in an hour. i'll be at that fire <laughs> yeah i will have probably started that fire. all right uh nero we'll go with I mean, you if you go back far enough yeah <laughs> uh nero we'll then, go with and you then, and, oh, and then i'll say as we turn to leave i'll be like and also thank you for rescuing me from certain death oh yeah no dude I mean, it was mostly nate like there's no you know it's no problem yeah right now you're both thinking about the fact that nero turned into this dragon <laughs> hey and and while you were talking to crowley nate that was in your head too like i didn't mention it no no that's something that's something for the three of you <laughs> yeah that's a that's a that's a bad humanoids conversation. Yeah. I cough a little bit and like smoke comes out. My nose. <laughs> Some gold falls out of your hair. Like, <laughs> like gold coins. Yeah. All over the floor. It's like a helmet of a fallen soldier that's on fire. You're like, oops, kick that away. Oh. All right. Um, so Nero, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, there's like a there's like a small sort of uh, uh, kind of like. Uh, outpost tower that's on fire mm-hmm. that um, these people are trying to uh, douse and you notice that it's about as tall as a lighthouse and it's got um, like a cannon coming out of uh, a window in each direction so there's like four so like it, it goes up and it's got this kind of like you know sloped dome of a of a, of a roof right and then these sort of you know ovaloid windows at the very top and these cannons sticking out um one of the sides has been completely caved in um and is sort of like dripping down fire from that and so uh people are like running into the structure and going up this like spiral staircase and there's like a chunk of wall missing so you can kind of see that it's a spiral staircase and people running up Right to With try like to buckets of water yeah to try to douse this thing. This is clearly like a yeah like a, a you know like some sort of like preventable siege tower. Right. Um, <clears throat> Would a concentrated uh, rainfall help out in this situation? I think so. Okay, well, then I'll just walk up and silently cast drench. I got to ask you something. I remember at one point there there was a point where like you ascended enough 
levels where you could sort of just like no longer walk and you're just like sort of floating <laughs> is that how i move around i don't know that's the... i mean i'm totally down for that yeah i can't I remember, remember that. that kill the witch yeah 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 <laughs> he brings I mean, water like, from the sky no near near might think that's kind of like douchey as a wizard fair enough, fair like, enough. so he's walking like yeah. he only does that when he thinks it's cool and like effective right he's trying to intimidate <laughs> right. i'm just like walking through a village i don't need right. to like um, so Jesus Clyde, yeah. go. you walk up and like, you see like, yeah, like four or five people like scrambling to run up this tower and, uh, you cast drench, um, and, uh, this, you know, tiny storm cloud forms over the tower. Right. And just like, you know, a uh, buildings, fire sprinklers turn on, like it just turns on and like literally creates this sort of like sheath of water <laughs> that right. covers this thing and tube. yeah you know and it drenches the people inside too and you know black smoke starts billowing where there was once fire you know and after a few moments uh the smoke stops and everything um and you can hear from inside oh i went the ble- <laughs> bleeding blah bleep <laughs> you know like uh and they'll like people will come back down and they're like you know like shaking off like wet dogs right and they'll be like, what the blue? And they'll like be like walking like backwards, looking back up at the tower and the storm cloud will sort of disappear as the spell uh, finishes. And then they'll turn around and see you and be like, what the, whoa, whoa. Oh, 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 gods. It's you. Hello. It's Nero Gamwich. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my name. Oh, thank you, my lord, for thank thank you, my lord, don't, for, for 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 your it. for your help here. <laughs> Keep my name out of your mouth. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Thank you, my lord, for helping. Um, there's there's a there's about seven of these uh, dotting the entrance of Rishardin that that need attending to. Would you mind helping us with all of them? Yeah, I got you. I got you. All right, let's go. And, and like, you know. Does a great question mark form over the guy's head? Yeah. <laughs> Point the seven ne- tower Nero's, fires. Nero's heart <laughs> yeah. lights up and it says one time, of seven fires doused. Yes, yeah, a little thing. To one Kill seven. 12 boars yeah. <laughs> and get boar steak <laughs> to bring back. Is there, Are there uh, conveniently placed kobolds outside of each one of these <laughs> that I have to fight as yeah, well? Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, on the, la- <laughs> well, on the last one is like a kobold boss. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he aggro. Yeah, he mine foreman. He aggro's pretty hard, you know. All right, um, so you know these two like Clydesdale horses uh, attached to this large cart with just this gigantic, like, you know, eighty gallon drum of water. It's a makeshift fire truck, you know, like, and they all, it's the town's fire brigade, you know, and they all like hop on the back of this car. They're like, come on. Like making siren noises. Siren, siren. (laughs) One day a machine will do this. (laughs) That's the shittiest job because you have to sit like on the front. Yeah. Move, (laughs) move. (laughs) Bang, bang, bang. Guys, they have bells. Nope. No, no, I don't think they do. That was the bells weren't invented until at least like until Alexander Graham Bell, right? Yeah, yeah. invented the bell. Yeah, and that's not in this dimension. That so it's true. Yeah. All right. Do you go with? Um. Yeah. Can I hop on the back of the fire? Truck? Yeah. Hell yeah, you can. <laughs> I always wanted to ride one of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like as a kid, you knew about these like because cor- yeah, like no, it's it's two fucking Clydesdales pulling this thing, so it goes fast. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they're. Yeah pulling this thing and it's whipping through yeah i'll zip around the city and put Rose. these fires out all right cool um 
Yeah, so a nice montage will occur. Uh, we're zipping through. It's in the way that you use it. Um, and you're just you know you're just casting storms and yeah. you know using uh using water magic to 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 douse these things. Um, you get you've got to put one spell in front, front of, of the, the other. other. To put one spell. All right, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> so a lot of these are pretty like what level is Drench by the way? Uh, zero. Yeah. So a lot of these, you know, these things are like, you don't even have to like wave your hand or anything. Like you just think and like, you know, these, it yeah. comes because it's such a low level spell and you're so high level at this point. But by about the fifth one, right. So you're at five of seven <laughs> on your, on your quest tracker. And you start to get like, like 60 to zero exhausted. Right, like, um, where you know you've this whole time you've been just thinking the spell drench and it happens and you know puts out whatever fire of these like you know these outpost towers uh, need, uh, but you get through about five of them and you just get like really, really, really tired, um, and you pull up to the sixth one and. Um, they're all kind of like you know looking at you and they've got their hands on their buckets ready to you know you know do their part as well but like right. it's hard for you to even cast this zero level cantrip you feel as though the ether has been like drawn away from you and you know like if you know your your body were made up of 70 percent ether you sweat it all out right um, and you're you're kind of physically unable to cast the spell, and they're sitting there looking at you. Um. Uh, hang on, <laughs> hang on. A sec. I uh, 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 make an Arcana check for me. Sure. That's not the dice. Subtract five. Oh God. To be a 15 so you're the the thing that you notice um as you're like trying to sort of mentally figure this out uh is yeah you've been sapped somehow something near where the sixth tower is something sort of cataclysmic happened magically not that long ago mm. and whatever it was sort of drained the air of the midichlorians of the ether you know like uh, uh, uh drain the air of so like there's no natural magic here to tap into and as a wizard right like you you don't normally even do that because y your spells come from a book and you were able to channel them from the written word uh right. more than you are from just the ether but the ether has to be present you know for even a wizard to cast something right, learned just to pull that yeah yeah magic. yeah and it's like it's like it's not there there's like a there's like a void and it only stretches about like 50 feet in every right. direction okay. but this tower this one tower is within this sort of circumference of of magic yeah i'll uh, look to 
crew mm-hmm. and I'll say something happened here what what happened here the crew will kind of like uh, look at each other and uh, they'll start a, a few of them will start like filling their buckets and start like running to the tower and the one that's been talking to you the one that recognized you from the first tower will say oh uh, uh, don't, don't, you rest up master Gamwich. we'll we'll take care of this one you've been doing a lot no but something happened here i can't there's no ma- there's no magic here don't, I, I, don't, I don't know if that makes sense to, uh, make an arcana check and uh uh subtract five again uh this is, this is nine 19 19 yeah God, you needed a 20 <laughs> oh don't you love it when he tells you yeah <laughs> so, so good so you like you know like as you're saying this like you see some sort of scene play out clearly from the past from the recent past behind you where you see two figures sort of engaged in some sort of like one-on-one conflict right and there's this bright flash of light from the sky and one of them falls to the ground and then it snaps you back to Hmm. reality oops there goes gravity he's so mad yeah you're floating. Mom's spaghetti. Mom, mm-hmm. spaghetti. Right. Uh, All right. And that was that was without a doubt the whatever caused this. <clears throat> right. Weird. So I just saw two figures. Right. This weird like fifty foot chasm. You know, and ca- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's no magic in this area. And you look at the ground, and the ground's all like charred, and you know, there's like you know how like a pattern of lightning will look on you know like a like on tree bark or on the ground or something like that you see like those jagged lines kind of everywhere yeah that 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 seem completely random but there is a kind of geometric beauty to them after the fact but it was you know some great damage was caused here mm. something truly horrific happened here yeah not that long ago interesting well i guess i'll yeah. say to the guy like We'll just have to do this one by hand, but I'll get I'll get the next one. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'll like pick up a bucket if there is one. Uh, you try, try to pick up the bucket, and it feels like it weighs five hundred pounds. Like you are so uh, sapped that uh, like, and, uh, and you have this moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the sound I make. No. You have this. Bucket. You have this moment of realization Lift. where you're like, you realize, you have become a kind of glass cannon. Mm. where you are you can snap your fingers and annihilate you could sink a ship right with just the snap of your fingers right like you can wish something out of existence if you wanted to but so much of your self is tied to the ether now mm-hmm. that any kind of anti-magic mumbo jumbo or shenanigans are truly are going to make are going to leave you you're an ant you know to giants um and so you have this sort of realization that you you need to figure out some sort of way in the coming x amount of time because you know things are only going to get worse you know things are only going to get harder from here on out you're gonna have to figure out a way to protect yourself 
I roll to build a giant robot exoskeleton for myself. <laughs> what's your robot skill? What's your what's your robot exoskeleton skill? Three. Oh shit! Uh, you have find you find a trash can. <laughs> Good start. Good start. <laughs> Beep, boop, boop, yeah. Boop, yeah. <laughs> Good one, robot. <laughs> what's that, Mike? <laughs> Said Nero casts Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> It takes them a little longer, but they're able to get the fire out, and they immediately hop back in the cart, and you move on. And as you move out of this weird dome of anti-magicness, you start to feel things recharge. And like a battery, by the time you get to the seventh tower, you are pretty much back to full strength. You're able to cast Drench again with the blink of an eye, Mm -hmm. and the fire gets put out. Um, but this like weird space has now imprinted on your memory and like you can kind of like always sense that you know kind of like with the force you're always able to feel the flux of the ether around you and to a great distance in all directions around you Um, and you're experiencing that but this weird space this anti-magic space is um, always there and like is kind of like this imperfect blemish on mm. an otherwise, you know, beautifully fluctuating uh, ocean of right. like, magical ether. I'll never be able to not know that it's there. Right, and 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 it is though there is a, sh- a like a shield protecting this space, and like so mad the magic is like hitting it, flowing over it and above it, and everything like that, um, and. It, it, the the pill it's almost more like a pillar actually it goes all the way up to the sky hmm. right so it's like this <clears throat> cylinder if you will of anti-magicness from the sky down to this spot on the ground is there anything significant about this tower that's different from like the other towers no like, they look they, they all look virtually identical i mean they all look different now because they've been damaged in different ways from right the the previous siege but is this one like intact mostly uh no uh, it's not. Um, do you want? Do you like? Do you want to go back to it? I kind of want to go check it out. Yeah, and like. All right. Um, now that the, all the fires are out. Yeah. Uh, so they say that they're gonna go handle some pretty minor stuff. Um, and the lead guy is like, "If you, you want to take a, a rest or anything, we understand. We 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 know little, but we know that you you lot have been through something pretty. Yeah. Horrific. Yeah, I'm just gonna take a walk. See if anybody else needs a hand. Anything? He'll say we're gonna go put out some minor things. We've got it from here. Let me know if you need. Of course, thank you, Master Gamwich. And they'll write off. Um, so you walk back towards that space, and um, you know, as you approach it, like you can, as you're like looking through the ether, you can see it. You can see the shape of this thing, Mm -hmm. right? It everything looks different. To the untrained eye, it would not. Right, it would look just all the same. Right. But to you, you can you can feel it as you approach, and as you approach, you start to feel the ether drain from your body as you get closer and closer and closer, um, to the well, point where you have to brace yourself on a wall because walking is even hard. Um, right, and you figure if you get closer to it, and uh, you might not even you might have to like crawl towards it towards the end you're about maybe like 15 feet away from it at this point what would you like to do um something cosmically horrible happened here i 
first I look around to see if anyone's like watching me. Yeah, nah, everybody, the, the people that you see are mostly in the distance and they're attending to okay. other things. No one. I'll try to move closer. All right, you move about another five feet, and all of a sudden it feels like you did. Did, did anybody in here see gravity? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, actually. Okay, I'll I'll describe it, John. It's like the, at the very end when Sandra Bullock gets back. Oh yeah. And she's like crawling out of the mm-hmm. spaceship and can't stand up because she's been used to such lighter gravity and or lack thereof that earth's gravity literally is keeping her pinned you feel like your entire body you're like your spine is being bent towards the ground and like your feet have like 50 pound weights attached to chains to them and you know you you kind of like fall to your knees um you're still able to move but it's difficult as you get closer um I guess I'll just keep crawling. Okay. See. All right. You Am get, I like in the tower at this you, point? You get within the the range of this thing, right? You're now inside it, and um, you feel like a common cold would kill you, right? You feel like a a cut yeah. from a you know sharp rock would you would bleed out. You know, like you you feel so weak. Yeah. Um, and you can crawl like up to the tower. And one thing you didn't notice on the back side of the tower is you see more of this lightning pattern on the back of it. Gotcha. Um, okay, well, I guess if I'm literally crawling to my own death, I won't have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see, like, how bad it would get. Yeah. Bad. Pretty bad. <clears throat> Pretty bad. Real bad. Yeah. I guess I'll crawl back out. All right. Um, make for me an Arcana checks. Tracked five. Eighteen. All right. Um, you're crawling back out, and the same kind of like scene plays out again, where you see two figures fighting. This huge bolt of light seemingly appears from the sky, hits one of them, they fall, and the other one sort of just stands there, and then the scene ends. And like you get out of the sphere of this influence, right? And like you're like heavily breathing, just on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I will take a nap. Yeah, just stay there, like, <laughs> on, like in the road. Yeah. Dirt, yeah, on this like cobblestone road, you're just like, nate, nate. Oh, looking so peaceful. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. While you're doing that, Germothy. That's me. <clears throat> Hi. <clears throat> All right. Um. Um. You walk down the alley towards this uh, armory space. You follow the person's directions. Um. And you get to this like makeshift shack essentially and there's a dude sort of in this like window with a bar in front of him and behind him there are all of these um like rusty swords rakes shovels um you know pickaxes you know, like craftsman's hammers. I'm just picturing a yeah. rake, yeah. like on display as a weapon. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like uh, broomsticks that have been it's broken just, off and sharpened yeah. to a point. You know, like it's just like a piece of driftwood with a nail in it. Yeah, yeah. Did the sign say like armory? In yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the R's it's, are backwards. It's misspelled. Yeah. Yeah. There's an E in there. A R M E R. It's like socks filled with rocks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just A R M R Y. Armory. 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 Our armory. 
hello, I'm Emery. Hello, I'm Armory Smith. All right. Um, <laughs> you walk Welcome up. to Armory's. <laughs> hello. Where you'll get the best deals on the best junk. Right. You walk up and <clears throat> uh, Plunkot says, four portions. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Plunkot. Wow, what a what an up to date reference, Bob! Yeah. Congratulations. Yep, you guys remember Force Awakens. <laughs> uh, you walk up and um, this dude who it, like he's exactly what you imagine a, a Smith to look like, right? Mm-hmm. It, it it's a human sized dwarf, right? So it's it's oh. it, it is a human, but I was picturing Morrissey. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a really short, stout human. No, no, it's a it's a regular size human, but with beard, you know, right. like huge belly, you know, like cultural appropriation. Exactly, yeah. like yeah. sharpening sharpening some sort of blade. His uh, hammer arm is way bigger than his non hammer arm. Exactly, exactly. In fact, yeah, no, change that. He's not sharpening something. He's hitting something on an anvil. Absolutely. So you hear the clang as you walk up, and he's there in this like alcove, sitting there. Uh, uh, <laughs> clanging something. That's um, good, Foley John. And he'll sense that you walk up, but he won't look up. And he'll say, "What do you need?" I'll just say the works. <laughs> One with everything, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's for real. I need weapons. I need sidearms. Yeah, a garden shovel. A <laughs> yeah. He'll say. He'll say. He's still looking down at the thing that he's hammering, and he'll say, well, "Pardon me, your highness. I'm gonna need more specifics than the works." <laughs> Are you out of your wits? <laughs> well, why don't you, if you actually looked up from your forge and greeted your customers? I'm Alfred G. Door, Brimley the Fourth. I don't look. No. Uh, he'll. I don't look at the <laughs> He'll say. He'll say. Ain't no one a customer no more. This is. Take or be taken. Well, like if he if he cared to look up, he would see a person who's wearing like tattered rags and has like and is still kind of soaking wet from the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, I'll be more specific. How about some armor? How about a big ass sword if you got it? I'll he'll settle say, for an axe. He'll say like he'll say armor right, and he'll like gesture with his hammer, and he'll look up, and as he's gesturing. He'll point with the hilt of his hammer over at something on the wall near you that looks like someone took a chain link fence <laughs> and like wove it together with like wire, like that. Yeah, the, the wire you wrap with or like solder, like right, soldering wire. Right, and he'll and, and then there's another piece of armor that's like wet bamboo that's been you know sort of stretched into like and tied together with rope. So you're like, two options, light or heavy. Right. It, but he'll see you at this point, and he'll say, oh, shit on my tits. Okay, <laughs> rude. Language. He'll say, he'll say, and he'll, like, drop his hammer, and he'll say, you're Captain Jim Crowley, ain't you? Yes, I am. He'll say, you've looked better, I imagine. Um, Let me see what I... Let me see what I really got. So I thought you was just a townie. Getting 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 some fire in his gut. Gonna go try to take on the king himself. Well 
and he'll look and he'll say, oh, shit. And he'll, like, walk forward and, like, lift up the bar that's sort of, like, you know, blocking, walking into this alcove. He'll say, like, come with me, please. Oh, so that's nice. So you're, you're just hoarding all the good stuff. That's that's great. Glad he'll say, to hear it. He'll say, look, we can't hand out every piece of real armor to every townie. Like, we'd run out. I can't have Joe What's-His-Name walking around and heavy steel mail you know when he can't even support it on the back of his own weak spine he's like i gotta i gotta reserve it i gotta reserve it for the people who can actually fight now now i heard things about you as he like opens up this door and he'll say like i know you can fight um and he'll open up this door it's like more of this like you know makeshift like like cupboard that's been carved into the wall of this building uh, he'll open it up, and then there, then you see some real armor, and there's like, uh, there's chainmail, plate mail, uh, there are some breastplates, uh, there's a couple pieces of studded leather, a uh, couple pieces of regular leather. Um, you have kind <clears throat> of kind of your pick here, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll say, "Almost here," and he'll point to another cupboard, and he'll say, "Like he'll say, like arms are back here, uh, whatever you need." Uh, from what I heard legends tell me, and he'll like walk over to the uh, armor or the arms part, and he'll say like that you was favoring an axe, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? A- a- axes are fine. I was always partial to swords. Oh, blades! Yeah, no, we got blades. Sure, sure, sure. He'll open it up and he'll say like, ah, oh, this is. And he'll pull off he'll pull off the shelf this like Zweihander, right? It's almost as tall as you. Think yeah, mm-hmm. like William Wallace's sword, right? Uh, you know, like an extended claymore, but with a yeah. thicker blade. Um and he'll like notch it into the ground and he'll say like now this is a sword. Uh isn't it? <laughs> and and he'll say, just he'll just like look at it and look look back at you. And he pulls out a forty five foot long footnote. <laughs> He'll like look at it, Good look back at you, Dundee. look at it, look back at you, look at it, look back at you, like raise his untended to for twenty five years eyebrows, you know, <laughs> just like eh. <laughs> I'll just say sold. Like right, all right. Here's what you have, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's got stats. Yeah, he does. Uh, hold on, let me let me let me pull these up. I love that word, by the way. Zweihander is such a cool word. That is a cool word. Yeah, Literally is. two-handed. Is that what it means? Yeah. Zwei is German for two. So you yeah, oh, Zweihander, sure. you know. You guys ever watch that show, uh, Forged in Flame? I have not. No. I heard it's Forged pretty good. Fi- or Forged in Fire? I don't Forged know, in one of those. Fire, I think. They managed to turn blacksmithing into a competition. Right. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right, Michael, here's what you have. Yeah. Uh, it is two-handed. Um... Uh, 3d8 plus 3 damage it has improved crit 18 to 20 oh boy it weighs 16 pounds (laughs) (laughs) it is type slashing and piercing and it's got a hardness of 10 what's it called Zweihander heard nice as a Dark Souls fan I really am happy with this 
Yeah, this thing is. I don't get it. It's so hard. This thing is. A plus, is it a plus three? So plus three damage. Is it plus three to attack as well, or just? No, no, that's just two d eight plus three. Um, you said three d eight originally. Sorry, three d eight plus three. Yeah, it's that it's not one. magical. Yeah, gotcha. It's, it's gotcha. Yeah, no, no add to attack, but. Heard. Yeah, uh, you pick this thing up, and yeah, it's got some heft to it, but it's not the heaviest thing you've wielded. So, uh, you wielded a few wooden beams in your time that were yeah. twenty plus. Germs just like ah, I guess it's kind of heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, awesome. but this thing absolutely has to be strapped diagonally to your back. There's no other way to carry this. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna have trouble getting through doors. Yeah. 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 Clunk. All right. Uh. Let's see here. Ba, 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 ba. You've got all of these things. I know you've got these proficiencies. Let me make sure there's nothing else. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, um. Nope, nope. All good. All right. Um, you need some armor too. Yeah, I'm looking for something light but still sturdy. Uh, so a chainmail, maybe? Uh, yeah, light, light to medium. All right, let's get. You. Can we have like a like a like a pretty woman montage where I'm like I'm come out in different armors and I'm like asking the blacksmith his opinion and like, he's like no, but then he's like yeah. All right. Pretty German. <laughs> Pretty German. <laughs> German. <laughs> Walking down the street. Pretty German. Yeah. One I'd like to have dinner with. <laughs> All right. All right. So check this shit out. Here's what I got for you. Um, you have chain mail. Uh, sure. This is... Um, the smithy will tell you that this is chainmail that he actually got off of one of the one of the enemies who tried to siege the place. So it's the chainmail that one of the death wardens would have worn. And here's what it gives you. Uh, it gives you a plus six to AC. It gives you a plus two to dexterity. Oh, shit. Yeah, because... Of course, the sleeves are cut off. <laughs> of course. So, <laughs> you're able to put on a few clinics. I want gasps. Mm. Gas. He's going for gasps. Hey, does it, does it give me cat eyes? Is what yeah. I want to <laughs> Also, this specific uh, set of chainmail has yeah, comes with a dark memory. an arcane spell failure chance of 30%. So, anyone who casts an arcane spell on you. There's a 30% chance it will fail. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. And you feel like you feel like that's going to be important soon. <laughs> Got it. All right. So you're able to get that. Anything else? Anything else you're looking for, Master Crowley? Out of game. Arcane spell. Lightning? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. So now that I've got everything I need. <clears throat> now for the stuff I want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have a PlayStation 4? <laughs> I'll take this rake, this I'll broom. Stick. Oh, look, a basketball, or basketball, yeah. a baseball bat. Have you forged any rum lately? Forged any rum? <laughs> he'll say, say, you thirsty? Oh, I've got something for you. And he'll just get this, like, tankard of stuff 
and hand it to you. It's clearly his personal drinking vessel. He'll like he'll yeah. like from one former warrior, he'll point to himself to a current one. Uh please take it. Don't mind if I do. You pop it and it is you smell it immediately. It is your own personal recipe for uh canned rum. Rum can. Like somehow the bad humanoids legends have gone real deep. <laughs> and oh, yeah. this guy has been able to pretty successfully rebrew your It's the equivalent of a guy reproducing Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah. I cracked it. It's not quite there, but it's the closest yeah. you've smelled. It's RC Cola. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's President's <laughs> Choice. <laughs> oh. Which is tasty. Coca-Cola in a different can. Yeah. Oh. It's Fago. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Whoa, whoa, that hit a nerve. Whoa. <laughs> and he'll say, and he'll say, and might I say, what a fucking nationalist shame it was that they took out your tooth. He said, like, some of my best friends was orcs and half orcs and i gotta tell you the stigma's not true you lot are some of the best drinking partners and friends an old nasty white flesh bloke like myself could have pardon me if that's not say say pardon me if that's offensive but i just gotta say i really really respect you Hey, man, you know what? Together, we're going to make Kandera great again. Right? <laughs> you and I, together, we're going to do it. But uh, thank you for the drink. Thank you for the armor, of course. Uh, you know, your part in this war has, you know, been huge. You know, there's a reason this town was able to survive against the king's forces. And it's because, you know, they had what they needed. Even if it's pitchforks, you know. But uh, I gotta ask you something. <clears throat> have you have you heard anything? Uh, I've been given the runaround when it comes to the casualty report, and I know lots of people died. Oh, 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 yeah. Both sides, uh, uh, terrible losses. But I'm looking for a specific person. Who is a person of note? Someone you would have led into your back room for armor and arms. You mean a a member of the bad humanoids? It is in it. An original member, yes. He'll say, um, "Oh, I maybe if I had a specific name, I'd no Dash more. Millennial." Yeah, I thought that might be who you was referring to. About Yehi plays a fiddle. I gotta tell you, first night that we was all on the same page. And I gotta tell you, it didn't take much for us. We're we're a port town, but we're pretty run of the mill and taken advantage of by the royals. Nobody here got much, so it wasn't a hard decision to hitch our wagons to the to the bad humanoids but truth is 
Well, Master Crowley, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm afraid Ms. Millennial did not make it through the skirmish. So she's dead? Yes, sir. I know she was... She she was a close friend to the lot of you, and in the brief time that I knew her, I could I could see why. She played a fi she played a fiddle every night for us. Uh, we knew we was in a war, so at night we needed something, something nice, you know. And she she was good like that. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for being straight with me. Uh, I'm sure you've lost people too. Uh, we've all you know we've all shared loss in this uh, in this war. Can I ask you do, do you know how it happened? Well that's the strange <laughs> thing. Um, it was it was like one of those death wardens that I know that you lot has familiarity with. Germ kind of touches his armor. Say, so, say, so, yeah, it's, it, it was one of those that got her. <clears throat> it was like out of nowhere. We thought the, the skirmish was over. We was all celebrating and ready and I guess there was just one left that sort of came out of nowhere was uh, was she recovered her remains uh, that 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 I don't know you're gonna have to take that up with well your, your your dad the captain yes and what about the warden did anybody get him so, far as I know he was killed immediately he got a lucky shot. That's what. That's all that was. Because I seen her fight the few days previous, and there ain't no way anybody taking her down unless it was lucky. I guess that's just the way it goes sometimes. Especially when it comes to the magical arts. That's why. And he'll like. He'll just put his hand on the red hot thing that he's hammering, and he'll say, That's why I prefer this. Luck ain't gonna get you nowhere with this, in it. This is all skill. Doesn't that hurt? He'll say, calluses. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing hurt no more, sir. His <laughs> hand's just a big hunk of leather at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sea salt. Like he's got hobbit feet, but they're hands. Like, oh hurt. my god. Hobbit hands. So, all right, well, thank you for the outfitting, and thank you for your candor, and uh, thank you for your service. Of course, um, sir. I'm going to go see what I can do to get this town in shape. <clears throat> he said, he says, he says, I know you will, sir. But first, let's have one for the dead and one for the living. And I'll, we'll pass the little, his little jug back and forth. And, uh, he'll and then, take uh, a, he'll take a swig. Yeah. 
Let's once see. we've had our toast, I, I give him his jug back, and I say thank you, and I, I'll head out. Say, one last thing. As far as I'm concerned, there's two Captain Crowleys. He'll like hold up his calloused hand that he just burned with the number two, and then go immediately back to hammering. And I say, hey, thanks. As far as I'm concerned, there's only one armory. <laughs> he doesn't hear you from the clanging. <laughs> <laughs> and you <laughs> thank the gods that he missed never that. Mind. No, never mind. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. nothing. See ya. Hey, hey. No, nothing. No, nothing. nothing.